everybody, it's Jesse and Brandon, and this is a Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where I break down some of the biggest bombs to ever hit theaters, and today's bomb is Red Planet. I think we're somewhere downrange. Calculating landing ellipse. Based on our last uncorrupted nav state, I'd say we're somewhere in this 60 by 120 kilometer ellipse. All the mission data is in here. We just gotta close in on the downrange variables. It's about the math. This is it. That moment they told us about in high school where one day algebra would save our lives. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> Shut up is like the line for this film, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> All right. So uh, $33 million made, $80 million budget. Uh, bad. Just not good. You know, Uh First off, eighty million dollar budget. I will say this movie does look good for eighty million. It even, does even even yeah. that air, you know, that year of eighty million. That's still pretty good. Yeah, um, it, it's got good CGI. I mean, within reason for eighty million bucks. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the 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 shots all look good. The planet looks good. I mean, most of it's just on a filter, sure, but whatever. The spacesuits are interesting looking. Um, I like some of the ship effects. There's some cool things in there. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, as far as like behind the scenes kind of thing, the biggest thing is that Val Kilmer was apparently an absolute fucking nightmare to work with. <laughs> um, during production, he actually got in a fight with Tom Sizemore, and the the crew was like, "Please, Tom, don't hit him in the face. Just don't hit him in the face." And he punched apparently him he punched him in the chest really hard, knocked him out or something. Yeah. Uh, and they were friends, and this was all because Tom Sizemore requested his exercise machine be brought to where they were filming. So yeah. he could exercise. And see that, that I, I read that too. And I thought to myself, you know, we're talking about it. Why are we talking about it? We're not, oh, we're yeah, not supposed yeah. to be talking yeah, I about guess, it yet. I guess you're, well, I usually get to do a little bit of behind the scenes before we go okay. to the next segment, but you know what? You're right. Let's just, <laughs> let's just jump right in. Let's talk about it. Cause I'm about to go on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> I felt it in the back of my head. Well, now people know that these, these we can talk over these sounds, and they just think we sit here quietly while it plays. Oh, my God. Let's talk about Don't it. pass gas during the sound. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> to continue on with that point that we obviously took a break for. Uh, just just for <laughs> just for a preface for people, Val Kilmer was paid $10 million for this film. Todd Sizemore paid two. I just want to say that before any of the your rant goes, but please continue with your rant. Okay. So my rant is actually... That helps my rant. Two things. Um, it was to move his elliptical machine. Mm-hmm. How much could that possibly cost to yeah, move and here's one? the thing. And he could have requested them buy him that's, a new elliptical honestly, machine. Honestly, if I was a producer, I'd be like, fuck that, Tom. I'll just buy you a new one. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm spending $80 million on a movie. What's four or five grand for an elliptical? Ten grand for an elliptical. Yeah. I'm sure Val yeah. Kilmer packed that away in craft services. No, I'm sure he packed it away by fucking reshoots because he was yeah. mad at something or refused to spit his gum out or some bullshit. And I like Val Kilmer, but there yeah. was an era where he was just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I think the and this was well, right in there. Like Top Gun and everything just started getting to his head. He got very cocky. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we won't talk about it on here. I've, I've I've lamented us not being able to talk about it in the past, but. Uh, Island of Dr. Moreau apparently was just a fucking the the pin, uh, pin ultimate of all of it. It was just so fucking bad. And so, 
This one is actually um, considered the one that tanked his career. Well, he, I mean, this and Batman, and I mean, Batman made money, sure, but people hated it. Batman there was like funny. It's the Fast and Furious of the of the era. Yeah, the, yeah. It's just like there's a series of Val Kilmer failures all around this era that just were not good, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, he is charming as shit, though. I will give him that. In movies, I do really enjoy watching him in films. Sure. So I get the draw. But, like, at the same time, and, like, I watched that uh, Val, that documentary about his life, super interesting. And he admits he was a jerk in that. And he gets a lot of the people that accuse him of being a jerk on there to talk about it, which is very interesting. Uh, but, like, man, like, why are you causing problems with the fucking Tom Sizemore for this? Like, they had to, they their budget went up because they had to use body doubles for a bunch of scenes because they refused to be on set together. And they're friends now, so it's all good. But I like how this has nothing to do with the film, by the way. This is all just <laughs> complaints about fucking ego. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's one for the film. Um, so this is it's interesting that this one was actually moved. Uh, they first were going to release it on March 31st of 2000, um, mm. which was two weeks after Mission to Mars, which was yeah. Disney's Mars movie. Yeah. Um, so then, I think a better movie. I, I I I'm going strictly on knowledge or my memory here, but I think Gary Sinise's Mission to Mars was a slightly better film. It is a. I I won't say better. I won't say worse. It is a completely different film. Yeah, they look like exactly the same, but this one deals with um, terraforming. Very sciencey. Stuff mm-hmm. very science heavy storyline. Well, then Ghost of Mars coming around the same time too, so it's like oh, I think it did too. Yeah, but th- this movie Mission to Mars is was more. Yeah, so. I, I well, it's like, but it's not alien aliens. Aliens it, are like spiritual aliens. This one technically has aliens. Well, well, those little bugs, it. but you know they that, call nematodes. Which <sighs> don't get me started on that. Yeah, I those don't are think not nematodes. Yeah, they're not nematodes. Nematodes are worms. Yeah, these are clearly like insects. They're some type of arthropod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, it was it was moved though. It was originally uh, March thirty first, then it got bumped to June sixteenth. Then they moved it to November tenth to keep it away from Titan AE. Yikes. Another <laughs> another great space film. Yeah, and it lost uh against Men of Honor, which actually was a good movie. Yeah. And Little Nicky. Which was an entertaining movie, even if you don't Getting think it's <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. How to I mean Adam Sandler films, there's no there's no shame in losing to an Adam Sandler no. film. That's no. it, that well, happens to everybody that competes against him. Yeah. It's fucking Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh I will say a, a couple things. One of the big things oop, sorry, I just messed with my gain because it sounded weird on my end. Now I probably fucked up our recording. Well, well. No, nope, <laughs> sounds sounds great. The movie's biggest issue to me is there's too much fucking going on. Like the the survival aspect of it where the, the ship has uh, the issue in space. Uh by the way, fire actually treated correctly in this. Yes. In a zero gravity. They were actually like, oh, that's actually kind of how fire would look, and then that, mm-hmm. that's pretty interesting. Uh but 
the idea of like, oh, we got to get back in this time period and, you know, all this, that was interesting. I like the survival aspect of it. And then you can play with the human aspect of it where you have these personalities clashing and you have the guy accidentally kill the dude and have that guy go into a crazy bit there. You can have all this, but then they're also introducing killer bugs, which you're like, oh, there's killer bugs. Okay, um, sure. I guess that's our that's our uh, antagonist instead of the planet for being like 15 minutes. The bugs are the antagonist, but they're like, oh, but there's also a killer robot, and you're like, what? This is too fucking much. It's too much. And what's funny is, even though there's way too much going on, they don't use any of it long enough to make any of it fucking matter. <laughs> I like how Tom Sizemore grabs two of those fucking bugs and is like, there we go. We're going to save Earth. I'm like, I hope you grabbed a male and female. You just fucking grab two bugs, man. <laughs> then you killed the rest of them. Yeah. Fucking moron. They actually like had made or they had made Mars habitable. They did their fucking goal here. And then they killed the fucking things off. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. Tom Oops. Sizemore in this movie is kind of a, a shitty dude, even though he's sort of the, the heart and soul of the team. He does a lot of shit that, like, is really questionable. See, I actually, uh, in one of my notes, I have in here that in the opening monologue that Carrie, uh, Carrie M. Moss does, uh, you can tell exactly who's going to live and who's going to die. Because oh, for sure. she's yeah. narrating, so she's going to live. Uh, she yeah. reco- she says the science officer is the soul of the crew. Dead. He's got to die. Well, he dies first. <laughs> the pilot is a Because, hot you know, head. if I'm going to hire a fucking guy to be an astronaut going to Mars, I'm going to hire a fucking 60-year-old man. Terrence Stamp. Which <laughs> I like Terrence Stamp. I love listening like, to him. <laughs> why would you bring in such an old-ass astronaut, man? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, then you got uh, the pilot, Hothead. You know, he's a hothead. Oh, yeah, Benjamin, well, he's going to get Brad's character. Um, j- the space janitor. He doesn't not technically get himself choice. killed. No. I will argue. He actually has the perseverance and willpower to survive and would have been one of the survivors if he wouldn't have pissed off that fucking nerd and got pushed off a cliff. And that's the thing. He's a hothead. So yeah. that's how you know the fact that he's a hothead. He's going to do something to get himself killed. Um, he's killed by that bookworm. Van uh, Val Kilmer, who is the uh, space janitor, as they call yeah. him, uh, just because he's wearing sunglasses and chewing gum and refuses to spit it out until the very end of the little scene with him he's a lovable scamp obviously he's he's gonna live he's a bad boy yeah biotech (laughs) uh guy which is tom sizemore is called the uh says uh he's his own greatest hero uh he's dead (laughs) yeah you know and then the last minute addition about that Uh, okay his own greatest hero makes me think that he's gonna be an arrogant asshole he he really isn't oh not really val kilmer's character is more arrogant at times the arrogant asshole is definitely the pilot but like oh, Tom yeah. Sizemore characters more just like a fucking blue collar kind of blue blue comedy kind of guy. Like he makes jokes that are really uncomfortable and probably shouldn't make them. And yeah. he he's kind of like the one that's like worried about people whenever they're dying and stuff. Like I'm, I'm like, how is this guy supposed to be the egotistical asshole? Right. He I never got, really has a moment. Yeah. And then okay, go on the last guy. Uh, the last guy was said that um, he was uh, a last minute addition to the crew. And then yeah, she the said his name. And I'm like, um, well, he's dead. <laughs> I know that guy's name is like Simon Barker or something like that. And he's the mentalist. And that's all I know yeah. that actor from. Uh, I'm with you on that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're even on this one. Then. Yeah. Uh, the earth starts falling apart. 2025, by the way. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, here we go. 
And then this is 20 years later, so it's 2045 is when the, the movie takes place. So I'm like, better get those fuck, better get those Elon Musk moss up to the fucking Mars. Yeah. Uh, there's a joke in there uh, where um, they're like, oh, it feels like we're in high school. The jocks versus us nerds. And it's Val Kilmer. I'm like, oh, fuck you, Val Kilmer. You're not <laughs> a fucking nerd, you goddamn asshole. If anything, Tom Sizemore in the fucking... The scientist guy, I can't remember fuck his name is. He dies like a little bitch too. So uh, those two should have been the ones that are say we're the nerds because they were. Yeah. Oh man, I, I that annoyed me. Like I'm like, come on. Yeah. You think you, Val Kilmer's a fucking nerd? Your nickname was this literally Iceman. Just, just yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, what are they distilling on the ship to make alcohol? Well, she called it moonshine vodka, so I would assume potatoes. Potatoes, right? Yeah. But, like, they're only up there for six months. Like, yeah, and I, I, I suppose in six months you could get a batch or two, maybe. Uh, but it's not going to – I don't know, man. It just – that seemed like a dumb bit that was there just to go, oh, Tom Sizemore's a bad boy that plays by his own rules. And I'm like, but he isn't like <laughs> they constantly give these characters little bits of like character development that feel like they should have been for the other people. It's almost like someone dropped the scripts. They shumble, they fucking put them all together and said, yeah, I hope this is right. You guys just read it. Hey, you're not wrong. And all the frogs are dead. Yeah. He, I you, think he said like the frogs dead, uh, died first. Yeah. That they killed them all. Because uh, he had brought up the fact that um, they breathed through their skin, so they were the one of the first to go. They were uh, more susceptible. And it's just the fact that man's a party a party animal. He do, If he's not hurting, then it doesn't matter. Everything's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and you know what? You can call that guy an asshole all you want. He's right. We he don't care 100% as long as it's not right. affecting us. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there's one part of this movie that I, I, it's, it's at the very end, but I scream at the screen. Um, so whenever everything's done and Val Kilmer Fuck this planet. gets off the planet, yeah. Fuck this planet. Uh, the computer after Carrie Ann Moss does chest compressions, Bravo chest compressions. Um, she, oh, well, hold on. Well, she Wait, punches I'll, I'll let you do your rant first, times, but. Uh, after she does that, the computer says, stand him up, Commander. Yeah. They're in zero fucking gravity. There's Orientation no doesn't up. matter. <laughs> well, you know, also, the fucking things are spinning, right? The, yeah. the, the false gravity is created by the spinning motion and everything like that. Yeah, on the Whenever on the, the When the, the gravity comes back, everything falls straight to the ground, but that's not how it fucking works. They'll fall whatever direction they were beginning to fall, wherever their force is going. Well, not only that, but you can't go from zero centripetal force to the, enough to make one G of gravity that fast. Her, her, she would fucking she liquefy. Would, yeah. Yeah. She would have <laughs> those rings at would the very least the thing at the very least her fucking bowels would evacuate. Yeah. <laughs> now that would have been more realistic. All of a sudden yeah, the big like, water. Oh, oh Jesus. Shit just hits the wall. <laughs> yeah, <boom. laughs> But yeah, no, that Moss was, is indestructible in this film, except yeah. for the moment where she there's a fucking table full of broken glass. She's like, I'll just rub my hand over this. I'm like, what do you fucking expect to happen? You moron. <laughs> well, she's like, they, these are I think that Earth was just like, God damn it. These scientists are fucking stupid. We need to get them off the planet. And they just shot them into fucking space because these are the dumbest fucking scientists. 
They're oh, not, they're my not God. awesome. So, um, <sighs> they think you're stupid in this movie too, by the way, they assume you're an idiot because they have twice. They have flashbacks to something that happened just a little bit ago. Yeah. Like the flashback to like, whenever he's like on the planet and, uh, or, okay. When Kamalcom was talking to, uh, religious guy Terrence, and yeah. they have that little moment and then they go on the planet religious guy dies Velcomer's walking around and he has a flashback remembering religious guy it's like that happened less than five minutes ago <laughs> yeah like we're and we're like getting a flashback the other flashback made no sense because it was here's a flashback of Velcomer remembering uh Terry and Moss's captain and wanting to fuck her but it's like we got that already. We know they want to fuck because we saw their interaction with the shower thing. We got it. Yeah. Like it it was almost like someone was like, Yeah, you know, at the end when she says you should have kissed me, it, it sounds like they wanted to fuck, but I didn't pick that up. And it's like, <laughs> how did you not pick that up? Okay. Right. Well, we need to put another scene in there where they clearly want to fuck. And a five minute conversation with her giblets hanging out. Yeah. Although, and okay, I want to say something here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like the most disgusting fucking pig, and I don't care. What was this? Like, there's, man, I don't know how to. I shouldn't even say this. This is fucking cancel. <laughs> this is like cancel bait. Carrie Ann Moss is a good actress. She's a really good actress. I really enjoy her in films, but I never get. Oh God, she's a fox from her. I always get like this woman is a like. Physically, she seems very adept, and I enjoy that about her. That's why she's good in the Matrix films. She is a good actress. I like her range. I like her like gravitas. I like a lot about her. But never once have I been like, you know who's like smoking hot? Carrie Ann Moss. But this is another movie around this time period where the movie keeps telling us how hot she is. And I'm like, I, I, I to each his own, obviously. Maybe it's just not me, because I also don't think uh, fucking... Uh, oh my god, I can't think of her name now. Julia Roberts. I don't think she's very attractive, but I remember growing up, they were like, Julia Roberts is like the most beautiful woman. And I'm like, what? What? I don't get it. I'll agree so with you is, on that one. Yeah. Is it just me or am I the weird one here? Because I'm like, I don't get this Carrie Ann Moss. Like, like, like I, if respecting her as an actor, fucking right on. She's a really oh, good yeah. actress. I really enjoy her. She's one of, she's in uh, Jessica Jones. I love her character in that. But oh, yeah. like, Nothing about her goes, oh, she's eye candy. And I actually kind of feel shitty that they kind of put her in that position because I feel like she's way better than that. Like uh, when all the guys are on the plane, like, oh boy, yeah, I have a crush on her. I'd like to fuck her. I'm like, what? I don't like this. I don't like any of this talk. She was the only woman for six months. I, oh, I, and you know what? There you go. The head, but, period. But I will say my perspective, she is a very attractive woman. Um, I think like I wouldn't call her, you know, like if I'm looking for somebody foxy to put in a movie, I wouldn't choose her first, but I will say that she plays a kick-ass authority figure better yeah. than most women uh, or most actresses do. And maybe that's why I get annoyed and, that they always try to put her in this yeah. eye candy situation. But if that's it's what like, you're into, then it bumps her hotness up. Maybe sure, that's what people are thinking. I don't know, because I'm I'm sort of with you. I I like her. I like her as an actress, one hundred percent. But she wouldn't be at my top list of my hall passes. You know what I mean? All right, all right, all right. Fair enough. 
I mean, this is like two straight white guys talking about the attractive <laughs> woman, which is like the one thing I didn't want this podcast to be. But you know what? Here we are. This is what Red Planet did to us. Okay. Wait. Fuck this movie. Fuck this planet. <laughs> Fuck this planet. <laughs> exactly. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, uh, let's just change subject. Landing the the uh, the airbag landing. Um, <laughs> more funny than anything else, right? <laughs> right. Like boingy boingy. They're just fucking bouncing so much. I'm like, oh my god! It, it it almost felt like a joke because every time they stopped at a cliff, they'd roll down it and go down <laughs> another cliff. Yeah. It's like the beginning of Kung Pao whenever the fucking baby is rolling down the hill and it stops and the lady goes, oh so cute, and drops it down the other side of the hill. That's exactly the fucking feelings I got from this scene. Yeah, exactly. I would love to, uh, and if I can't imagine I'll ever get an answer to this, but I would love for a NASA engineer <laughs> to comment on the landing protocol for this particular situation. Oh, for sure. The gravity seemed off too because it's like, isn't great? Like, we learned from John Carter of Mars that the gravity is considerably less and. They're not really bouncing that high. No, they don't really not. do anything gravity related in this. Yeah, th- well, they walk around, and it doesn't. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I mean, they mention when they're peeing for the first time on Mars. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, you can get some real distance in this uh, low gravity. But I'm like, but you're not really like everything you do looks like you're in regular gravity. Yeah, well, when like Benjamin Brack gets pushed off the mountain, he does fall a little slower, yeah. I guess. But yeah. Not enough for me to go, oh, yeah, for sure. Also, the guy with the spleen damage. Uh, okay, here's the thing. I know that the the hab was gone, so they didn't have the equipment in order to do the surgery for him. Uh-huh. I get that. But, like, he could have breathed air, and instead he had to die choking to death. And I feel like that sucks. What? Right? With they the left s- him alone. Well, they left him, yeah, but he said that there was major internal bleeding. So I would have expected him to bleed out long before, because they had seven hours when they left him. Okay. But if he had major internal bleeding, he was probably going to pass out. Maybe make the real sacrifice and give your air supply to these guys just in case. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because if he would have been like, I want to, I want to do this for you guys. So you have this, they would have found out they had air right off the bat. Instead, we get that false. uh, Well, there's your answer. False death scene. There's your answer right there. <sighs> I will Boy, give I will give Russians them again. I will give them one uh, one kudo uh, for the fact that during that scene when they're talking about the math thing, um, it actually does the it's five seconds of the computer talking where it says external atmosphere sensors offline. Yeah, it's the only time you re- you hear. You know why didn't they know there was oxygen there? And it's because of that. Now, that being said, I feel like there might have been another way to tell there was air. I, well, from so somewhere. nothing was on fire. Nothing did that. So it's like it kind of did that. But it's like, man, yeah, I feel like there were so many opportunities to, like, just show air. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But, and, again, the movie has too much going on. It has so many bits sure. in it that they're like, oh, we got to do this. Because if they would have landed on the planet and then one of their helmets would have cracked and like, oh, you're going to run out of air, and then he's fine, it would have still been a mystery of how is their air, and we would have still had that. It, the, it just added to the length. of It's like 
it's like when we do a movie that we don't have a lot of notes for here and we just kind of talk about the same thing for a little too long because we're trying to pad out the time to hit the certain time period, you know, intent. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's like that kept happening in this film where they care like, well, we got to stretch this out a little more. We got to stretch this out a little more. So but, one thing I did not like, just flat out did not like, and that was the, the space suits themselves were fine. Um, I found it weird that a spacesuit would have zippered pockets, but that's fine. Uh, well, they have flies too. Yeah, but the helmet, the entire oh, the helmet, CG helmet. Yeah, don't make it CG because they looked cool. I liked them, but the second okay. that they made the shimmery glass go away, and then they yeah. could push the whole helmet back, that's fucking dumb. Make so them the twist thing. it off and take it off. I want to go into something that kind of bothered me. That you hit on a topic a little bit. The fact that they had supplies, they had thermal blankets, and they had Snoopy caps, right? Uh, uh, for people that don't know, Snoopy yeah. caps are those uh, things that astronauts wear under their helmet, goes over their ears. It keeps your hair from going all over the place while you're in there, blah, blah, blah. Sweat from your scalp yeah, won't get on your, your mask. And stuff. Yeah, so anyway, they had those. Those things keep you warm as well, by the way, because space is cold. Um, then they're like freezing later, but they're not putting their helmets back on in any way. They're not putting on the stupid caps. They didn't bring the blankets with them. And I'm like, what did you guys fucking expect? You knew you wouldn't be there before nightfall. Like, and you knew it was going to get cold. By the way, it gets negative 51. They would have died just as their heads were exposed. They would have died. Yeah. See, they should have put on the Snoopy caps and the helmets and just left the visors open. That would have left them able to breathe. And then they would have just had to protect their face. Yeah, they could have just thrown the blankets over the top of them, and then the body warmth of them themselves would have kept them reasonably warm. They would have still been, you know, maybe 10, 15 degrees, but that you can survive in that kind of temperature. Sure. Now, what about the fact that once Tom Sizemore has a broken rib, at one point to fix it, they use duct tape over his suit? So, okay, I will say this. I'm going to defend it. A common wrestling and fighting technique when Uh you have a broken rib is to take a bunch of gauze, put it where your rib is, Uh and then you strap tape around you real hard Uh and you bind it. The pressure keeps the rib from coming back out, which causes a lot of pain. Now it pushes the rib in, which could cause more damage, but that actually makes sense for some damage. It makes sense to use duct tape. It doesn't make sense to put it on the outside of a rigid spacesuit. Now, if the suit was fabric, 100% fabric, I'd say, yeah, it does. But yeah. we all we know the suit has like an exoskeleton well, to like it. like so. ribbing and stuff, and there's yeah. all kinds of different patterns and fabrics and everything. And yeah, it's, there's, there's definitely, outside, they're breathing. His rib didn't seem point. to really slow him down until it was convenient. Well, that's It's like one scene where he's like, oh, my rib. And speaking about the rib, uh, the robot who's suddenly into killing things. Guerrilla warfare style. Why? Fucking why? This That robot could have chop them into little bitty pieces all three all at once been done why is it playing games that's i don't know i don't know yeah fuck this planet i don't know and i was thinking the same thing myself like okay um so there there it is outnumbered so maybe it's doing the math in its head that if i attack one person it's going to take me this long to kill them and while i'm doing that somebody can come from behind and attack me and hurt me which is what happens whenever she first attacks the group, by the way. So she did the math. But the problem is we then watch her kill so efficiently and fast instead of like the slow kills that setting up the damaged or the injured teammate situation was weird. Right. And then she did wait for everyone to be by themselves before going after him again. Um, Yeah, it's weird. And then, 
seemingly I don't know if she even killed the one the nerd because like it's like we definitely are hinted that she kills him. Yeah, because but we she like jumps on top of him, but then it goes yeah. away, and then when we go back, he's full of bugs. Yeah. So it's like, well, what killed him? The bugs or her? And the movie feels like you could have chose one of these monsters and been fine. Well, and see, here's the thing. I think the bugs killed him, not her. Uh, almost because uh, they ask. At one point, they're looking at his dead body, and they say, why did he put his visor up? He didn't have any air. Yeah, so he clearly was, like, trying to protect himself from something. Yeah, he would have had to put the visor up himself. The robot's not going to do that. So he had to be alive enough to put his visor up. Well, I don't know if the robot was really wanting to kill them or just hurt them because it had the chance to kill Val Kilmer easy. Yeah. Instead, it did that little poke above it and do that eye-to-eye moment. And I'm like, why didn't you just get him? You had him. You had him. You had the drop on him. Yeah. Land on his fucking head and cave it in. You win, Amy. Good job. Right. But instead, it's like, I'm going to let him know I'm here, and then I'm going to back away and then charge him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and like, okay. We see this thing using brute force of literally just punching things. But when one of the guys hold, you know, hits it in the back with a metal pipe, it walks up to them and slices the metal pipe into it's multiple like, pieces. Yeah. It also, it seemingly can control its tiny little helicopter things to yeah. cut up stuff right. and attack things. But then again, the <sighs> Falcomer's like, I got to get the battery out of this thing, right? Okay, uh-huh. cool. So he's going to shoot it with a fucking airbag at 100 miles per hour. It's not going to fly very far because, again, gravity is there for some reason. Right. And then he's going to light it on fire. And that does it. But what the what fi, what is fire going to do this thing? It's a robot that doesn't hurt it. It, it sh- the fire didn't kill it. By the way, what killed it was her unable to control where her little helicopter thing was coming back, and it slammed into her and killed her. Well, she it was her self destruct. That, that that was self destruct. Yeah, because it says initiate self destruct, and then suddenly oh, Val Kilmer see starts that. seeing the helicopter get closer and closer, and then her self destruct is that the helicopter rams into her and it explodes. Did he get the battery out before or after that? Before. He, he Okay. He grabs it and leaps away as the helicopter thingy hits it. And All right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I literally just watched this movie. I've already forgotten about <laughs> plot points in it because that's how forgettable that. this movie is. Yeah. The, I will say this. This is a movie that will never make it back onto any type of mix for me. Yeah. And I've watched a lot of movies multiple times that are, are absolute trash. Oh my god. Oh hey, funny funny uh production things. During the scene where Amy is like looking for the crew, the music they use for her stalking music uh-huh. is the same music the aliens use in pitch black. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. They're both scored by the same guy, Graham Revel oh, or Ravel. Well, but like he literally reused the same sound the uh, same track. That's and then uh the opening shot of the film well, of Earth and everything like that is the same opening shot from the movie Contact. <laughs> That's awesome. So, they spent all the know. money moving Tom Sizemore's elliptical. Well, Anthony Hoffman, the guy who directed this, this is the only thing he ever did. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't like seeing the only thing people have done. I, I like to at least give them a second chance. You never know. Uh, Fuck this planet. Yeah, you know what? Fuck this one. You're right, Val Kilmer. I don't like the voiceovers either. I think the voiceovers were too much. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss is at the beginning is a little heavy-handed. Yeah. I did like the space bungee jumping bit, though. That was kind of neat. 
Oh, with her at the end when she's yeah, like goes out to grab the. It, it really, honestly, Carrie Ann Moss's stuff. She has a different suit than everyone else. Her whole thing is way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When she jumps out to grab him and stuff like that, that's a, a cool little scene. But again, the movie has like three endings where it's like, oh, we're gonna continue this on. She did like, uh, still have to grab, like, I, I guess it's probably built into. Didn't explain it, but it's probably built into her suit, better grip strength. She still had mm-hmm. to like haul that freaking thing as you know hold on to it well enough that you could winch her back in at that high speed i mean yeah that's a well, hell she, of a grip she grabbed him and pulled him out of it remember because she used that weird laser pointer to tell him how far away it was which was weird it seemed yeah. like an unnecessary bit again they're stretching it out to make their time yeah and then you got to stand him up commander stand him up in zero gravity because we know what up is <sighs> Yeah, up compared to what, you jackass? <laughs> All right, you know what? Uh, let's not be the people that pad this out and just go right to should it bomb. One, two, three, four. Well, I've been holding in since the clock in Monday morning. From the end of the week, I'm a bum 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 Jesse. Fuck this planet. <laughs> what a dramatic wait. Uh-oh, did we lose Jesse? Oh, I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally uh, hit the mute button. Leave it in leaving the it final in. production. Leaving it in. Uh, leave no, it in. no, it, sh- it should not. Because I'm always the one making mistakes, so they need to know that you also can make mistakes. I am not infallible. I will um, say this, yeah. though. The long wait, <laughs> and then fuck this planet, and then the, just a uh, silence again. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, I, I see why it bombed, but I honestly will say I have watched this movie many times. This and its brother, Mission to Mars, uh, its brother from another mother, and I enjoy both of them. However, I think I enjoy this one better. Oh. I like it the is more actors realistic. in the other one better. But I like this story well, yeah, it's Gary better. Sinise. Yeah. Tim Robbins, Gary Sinise, Don Cheadle. You can't, I mean, oh, yeah, Don Cheadle's in there. Can't beat those guys. Uh, and I, who was the female? It was Tim Robbins' uh, wife in the movie. Um, oh, I can't remember. I She's not an actress that I uh, recognize very often. Yeah. Um, Because you don't see her in a whole lot. Uh, She is Connie Nielsen. I like this. uh, We're trying to act like we're not looking it up right now to figure out what the hell we're talking about, you know? Connie Nielsen. Oh, Connie Nielsen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know in that movie, a guy takes his helmet off to kill himself by freezing in space. Yeah, it's Tim uh, Robbins. Oh, is that oh that is Tim Robbins' character. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's like that's not how that would work, but okay. I fucking love Tim Robbins. Oh, uh, so awesome. Isn't uh Oh man, isn't an O'Connell in that movie? An O'Connell. Oh, uh yes. Like either Jerry or his brother. I don't remember which one, but yes, one of them is IMDb. Uh please help. Hey, he's I I it just remember Jerry because yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. I just remember him in there because, like, he seems, like, quite a bit younger than everyone else. 
in the movie, and I'm like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I I agree. The movie the movie bombed because um, you know they moved it all over the place. There was too many Mars movies. It got it. They all got associated with each other, uh, so they all bombed because of that. I get it. Uh, I do understand why it failed. It, it isn't a absolute mess of a film. It's a fine, short, whatever. But there's nothing about it that is going to like the fact that part of this movie became a, lex, a part of your lexicon is interesting to me <laughs> because to me, yeah. I've all but forgotten most of this film yeah, already. You, you remembered the one line that I, I remembered. <laughs> yeah, we, you had said it. So then when I watched it, I go, oh, that is a good line. That is a good line. <laughs> the only other line I really remember is like the uh, maybe I'll pick up a rock and it'll say made by God underneath it. And I was like, oh, I like that kind yeah, of cool. philosophy. That, that, that's an interesting view on things, try to figure things out. But yeah, yeah, yeah it totally deserved a bomb. And like... And so did Mission to Mars, to be honest. It's like anytime there's a bunch of movies that come out at the same time, even if I really like one and they're all very unoriginal ideas because they're all kind of like each other, I'm always okay with them bombing because we need less of that happening. We need less of all the same thing at once. I say that being a fan of the MCU, I understand how, you know, hypocritical that sounds, but, but, you know, it's not neither here nor there. Uh, You know what, Jesse? What's next? Well, let's find out, shall we? Magic Absolutely. number generator. Give me my number, and it is. I guess we talk over this one all the time, so we, people know we that do. we can talk over People know. It's not, um, they it's figure not it out. whimsical. <laughs> it's me making mistakes again. 118. And that is Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets oh, from 2017. Fucking shit. What a three-hour fucking movie. I was going to say, isn't, didn't you tell me this one was really long? Yeah. Uh, I will say this. The best opening credits I've seen in a film in years. Oh, Fucking great opening minutes. credits. How long is it? 137 minutes. Fuck you know what? Planet. It's not as bad as I remember. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Yeah. Fuck that planet and all <laughs> thousand of those planets. Uh, not as, it's not as long as I remember it being, but I also saw it in theaters and was like, that's what she said. Yeah. And I mean, I got a lot to say about this film. I have a lot to say about this film. Actually, this will be interesting. Just in, scientists discover that Canadian bacon is actually ordinary ham. I'm just gonna put it in there because yeah. I just read that on my on my sheet here, and I'm like, ham? What's ham? That I, I remembered. I was like, ah, oh, I want to hit that button. <laughs> I like that we have a, a news a news flash on Canadian bacon button now. That, that's worth it. I think we do. If we saved every button that we made throughout this, we'd have some weird fucking buttons. I I save them all. I can't use them all at once, but I save them all. <laughs> You know, the best button, though, is meow. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to put that one on there. <laughs> that uh, well, Jesse, where can the good folks find you? Best place to find me is on Twitter. I'm at Pen of Doom, P-E-N-O-F-D-O-O-M. I'm also on Twitter. I'm Brando Supreme. You can also find us on Facebook. We're the Box Office Bomb Squad. And you can send us emails at magictalkiebox at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm, you can look at what little show notes we have, usually just some punny joke by me. Uh, and leave us a voicemail. We'll listen to it, cry ourselves asleep, or hey, maybe we'll fight you in a back alley somewhere behind a Walmart. You don't know. Uh, also, there's a... Jesse's done it before. <laughs> exactly. There's <laughs> a uh, cup at the bottom. If you want to put some schmeckles on it, you go right ahead. Um, yeah, that's that. Yeah, Jesse beat the shit out of an 11-year-old. I got really pissed off that he that I was dissing uh, Titan AE. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll do it again. And we're like, watch Monster Trucks, you little shit. It's a better film. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> And then Jesse kicked him in the sternum, and that kid hasn't breathed right since. <laughs> and his name was Val Kilmer. <laughs> and his name was Val Kilmer. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, don't watch this film. Or if you cool. like small, quick, you know, action is Mars movies, sure. Always a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Could you pass me the towel, please? Sure. Sorry. Just pretend I'm your sister. I'm your sister. I'm your sister. Oh, you're my sister! Oh!